Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, November 26th. Hope you're enjoying Black Friday. Uh, we are continuing with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees breakthrough albums. Today, there is a Greatest Hits released by David Bowie. And we are focusing on the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. It was recorded July the 9th of 1971, November of 71 through February of 72 at Trident Studios in London. Released June the 16th of 1972 on RCA Records. This is album number five for David Bowie. It peaked at number five in the UK and number 75 in the US. However, it later, after his death, created a new peak of number 21. Wow. I mean, this is one of, in my opinion, this is one of the great, this is a top 10 record of all time. So the Rolling Stone list. 03 had it at 35, 2012 had it at 35, 2020 yeah. moved it to number 40. I mean, I've got, I've got, David, David Bowie is very high on my list of best of all time. And Who, by like, the way, was inducted in 1996 yeah. by Madonna and David Byrne. I mean, you, that, that is That perfect. is the perfect combination perfect. for that's David perfect. freaking Bowie, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's... Nothing that's, else to say about no, that. No, that's, that's absolutely perfect. Whoever, whoever did that, good on you. That is perfect. This was introduced into the National Recording Registry in 2017. It has sold 7.5 million albums worldwide and is David Bowie's second best-selling album. The funny part about that is that this whole concept album, and it's teetering on like a rock opera. It's teetering. It's there. But, but it's a concept album. Mm-hmm. And the whole At thing. The, very least. the whole thing is about the artificiality of rock and roll. And What's like, his alter ego? It's yeah, an alias. He, he is if a, you will. He is literally a bisexual alien rock star named Ziggy Stardust androgynous and sent to earth as a savior before an impact of an apocalyptic exact disaster and the whole album is about like like i mean not not only about life but about like like sex and drugs and rock and roll i mean it's it's, an entire story it's like a biographical timeline yes absolutely and it it uh it even includes the end where Ziggy wins the hearts of fans but falls from grace as a result of capitulation of his ego. And, and that that's ego know your story. Ego I feel is a main theme of this album because I feel like David Bowie was dealing with that so much in his own personal life at the time of this album because it was like he was becoming the guy. I'll sum it up for you in one sentence. David Bowie realized where he was, and this right here made him realize that he was way bigger 
than anything that he had ever even considered. So only ridiculous is really my only path here. So and he became to the set yourself alien from from Mars. You see your path, I see my path. Whatever, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the inspiration for Ziggy Stardust. The actual character included Vince Taylor and his Playboys. Uh, if you're looking up Vince Taylor, uh, as well as Iggy Pop. The music was influenced by Iggy Pop, The Velvet Underground, Mark Bolan, and T-Rex. And the lyrical topics include political issues, drug use, stardom, sexual orientation, and the artificial nature of rock and pop music. Additional influence for the character of Ziggy Stardust, the legendary Stardust Cowboy. Mm. Did you get into that? Mm Mm-hmm. So... If you're listening out there, look up the legendary Stardust Cowboy. Holy FNS. There will be a Netflix doc within the next five years. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Guarantee it. This is the story right there. The thing thing that I felt the most... um, uh, That that I, that I, I never thought about it until someone pointed it out to me is that David Bowie uses American slang. Like, so he's British. He's one of those British dudes ever. But he uses Americans. He doesn't call it the telly. It's TV. He doesn't say a policeman. He says cop. He doesn't say an anchor. He says, or he doesn't say a newsman. He says anchor. Like there's like all these things that he literally references very distinct American things in this whole album, which goes against the British influence altogether, which puts him even even further out from where he was. And I oh, so on the complete opposite side of that, in 1993, David Bowie himself said, quote, the idea was to hit a look somewhere between the Malcolm McDowell thing with the one mascarid eyelash and insects. It was the era of Wild Boys by William S. Burroughs. It was a cross between that and a clockwork orange that really started to put together the shape and the look of what Ziggy and the Spiders were going to become. Everything had to be infinitely symbolic, unquote. Mm. And that really sums up exactly where his mind frame was, what he was shooting for, his influences on where exactly this all came from. That's very, very telling. Um, the photograph for the album cover. Oh, man. Brian was, Ward. Mm. Brian Ward. Uh, monochrome photograph is recolored by Terry Pastor. Um, and you know, it's one of those things. This is one of the most iconic covers of all time. Um, you know, you, you talk about the Ramones, you talk about some of those. This is one of those things photographed on a street where people look it up and they want to go check it out. You know what? I feel like Tom Waits closing time and this are the most similarly related because of how 
it is photographed and then illustrated over the top um, to make it. And that's what makes it so iconic is it almost looks like an Edward Hopper painting or something like that. Where like, And I feel like this is another thing that David Bowie was striving for is that American iconic symbolism in the album cover when you look at it. And I feel like Tom Waits' closing time was very close to that as well. But when with this, when you look at this album cover and you look at it, I mean, it looks... I feel like all... I feel like the Tom Waits' closing time, I feel like this album cover, I feel like that a lot of things within a reasonably close proximity to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, uh, where everyone realized that... Um, every little detail does get looked at. And if you're on an album cover, every single time you pull that out, you consciously or unconsciously look at it. And that's the kind of thing that really makes something iconic. Um, the lead single was Starman. You've probably heard it. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. It was released on April 28th of 72, prior to the album, about this is one uh, of the biggest, two months. This is one of the biggest tours of all time. It was backed with Suffragette City. Oh, God. Um, there was a live performance on a children's program in a post-school slot with the Spiders and Nicky Graham on keys this appearance got them invited to, and they played on Top of the Pops on July the 5th of 1972 after the album came out. It was broadcast on July the 6th. David Bowie's wearing a rainbow jumpsuit and has bright red hair, and the Spiders from Mars are wearing blue, pink, gold, and scarlet velvet. Of course they are. So I just verbally told you that. You're already painting that in your mind. <laughs> Let your imagination run wild. Then actually go back and look because this was top of the pops, man. You can find you can, this. You can it's watch there. it. You can watch it. Uh, it's something special. On January 28th of 1972, which was five months, give or take, right before the release of the album, David Bowie said in an interview with Melody Maker, quote, I'm gay and always have been, even when I was David Jones, unquote. So only five years before uh, the laws on homosexuality had been reformed. So it was more of a social statement, uh, which, again, completely support that. Mm. But as far as risking legal repercussions... um, I feel like it was agendized, and he did it when he felt the safest, which, of course, is the way I totally support that. Absolutely. Um, but it it was a huge thing, and that was five months before the release of this record, and in between Hunky Dory, his previous, and this. So Hunky Dory, also a great album. Hunky Dory is amazing. It's got some cool stuff on it, but when this you want to say, level. hey, I want to do something different, this is another a year level. later. This is another a level. year later. You've really gotta. You've really gotta draw a line and yeah. dif- differentiate there. Yeah. And I feel like that th- that was the kind of statement five months before that was like, by the way, and now for something completely different. 
I mean, this is like, I mean, David Bowie is one of those artists. He's one of the greatest of our artists of all time where he's in that Beatles conversation where it's like where the Beatles, they changed their persona with every record. David Bowie not only changed his persona with every record, he changed his name, his identity with everything because he literally wanted to be someone else with every record. And I feel like that and that particular th- perspective is stuff that influenced people like Prince. Absolutely. Like all kinds of stuff like Absolutely. that that came after. They were like, this is well, why David he's Bowie. An, yeah, this is well, why David he's an Bowie. icon. This is why he's an icon. All you have to say is, well, David Bowie. And they'd be like, ooh, yeah, okay. You're right. I was wrong. We're not going to talk about Garth Brooks, though. Not yet. Chris Gaines. We're getting there. Chris Gaines. No, I'm close. Chris Gaines. I'm close. You wait. (laughs) (laughs) So David Bowie actually originally offered Suffragette City to Mott the Hoople. I love Garth Who said, I don't want to do that. And they chose all the young dudes instead. And I'm like, well, you've made a very specific branding choice there, fellas. And you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Suffragette City is actually, if you've heard the phrase, don't know where it came from, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, the Spiders from Mars also deserve a shout out. Uh, Mick Ronson, who you've heard of in a number of different things, yeah. including the Jack and Diane conversation. Yep. Uh, Trevor Boulder was on bass, and Mick Woodmansey was on drums. What a delightful name. Can't stand you for having it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is the photo for the album cover is so iconic. It was among ten that were chosen by the Royal Mail in the UK for a set of classic album cover postage stamps. Mm. You want to dig deep? You want to get some memorabilia? Bang that one in. All right. Well, album for the day uh, today, November 26th, is The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars by David Bowie. (laughs) Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album, the number four of the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Feel free to email us with your suggestions and please send us your requests. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see you tomorrow. Ziggy played guitar. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!